Welcome to the Whole Minds Healthy Bodies Podcast, a 360 health initiative from Aetna, exclusively for you, the MTA, where the goal is improving your total health and well-being. World Menopause Day is held every year on the 18th of October. The purpose of the day is to raise awareness of the menopause and the support options available for improving health and well-being. And to help us do that today, I'm asking Diane Pulleyblank, a health and wellness expert, to deliver a message that will educate and empower you about menopause. Enjoy. Welcome to our Whole Minds Healthy Bodies podcast on menopause. My name is Diane Pulleyblank. Just a tiny bit about me. I'm an exercise physiologist, and I've been working in the health and wellness field for a very, very long time. It's like over 25 years. Um, I do have a very diverse clientele, and I ha- I actually do have many um, of my clients are women between the ages of 40 and about 70. So this is a topic that's near and dear to my heart. My goal today is to educate and empower you regarding menopause. In other words, what I want to do is just give a a broad overview, but this is not intended to give medical advice, to diagnose, or make treatment recommendations. If you have any questions or concerns at all, please consult with your healthcare professional. And I do want to acknowledge that not all people who go through menopause identify as women, and not all who identify as women go through menopause. So as we go through our time together, I'm going to use the words women, maybe female, to describe anyone who experiences menopause. I just want to start off with a quote from uh, Michelle Obama, and she said, the changes, the highs and lows of the hormonal shifts, there is power in that. But we were taught to be ashamed of it and not even seek to understand it or explore it on our own edification. So let's explore. Menopause is kind of a hush-hush topic, right? It's often referred to in euphemistic terms, the change of life, the big M, sometimes humorously, oh, this is my private summer, or "Ah, I'm retiring my ovaries, or "Ah, just having a power surge. But the actual word menopause is not used so often. Currently, in the U.S., about 20 7 million people, women and transgender men, experience menopause. And by 2030, 25% of the female population will be menopausal. We are the fastest growing demographic in the workplace. So let's talk about it. Menopause is simply a normal part of aging, it's a natural transition. Anybody who has ovaries is going to experience this. So what happens? Well, ovaries stop producing eggs and the reproductive hormones of estrogen and progesterone decline. And this is a signal to us that menstruation and fertility, it's going to end. Most women welcome this, but others really don't. Most women, however, do not welcome the changes, both physical and mental. So. Tell me and think, what are the images that the word menopause conjures in your mind? Maybe 
weight gain, mood swings, irritability, night sweats, hot flashes, wrinkles, old, just general yuckiness. But where did these images come from? Maybe from your mother, maybe from the media, maybe from social media. These images are not fair and they tend to be very stigmatizing. So I think we need to start with some nitty gritty stuff. Menopause is divided into three basic stages, perimenopause, menopause, and postmenopause. What is generally referred to as menopause is actually perimenopause or the menopausal transition. This most often begins somewhere between the ages of 40 and 55 and generally lasts somewhere between three and five years. Most women begin to notice symptoms in their mid-40s. It's important to realize that while your hormones fluctuate and there is a natural decline in egg production your ov- in, within your ovaries, your periods are mostly very erratic. It is still possible to get pregnant during this time. But menopause itself is actually a precise point in time. It is 12 months after a woman has had her last period. So it actually is very, very specific. And after that, you cannot become pregnant. And then there's postmenopause, and this signals the absolute end of your reproductive years. Your ovaries no longer produce eggs, but they still do produce low levels of estrogen and progesterone. For most women, the symptoms of perimenopause are no longer present, but some women continue to experience these symptoms for many years. So let's just talk about perimenopause. At the very least, it is an unnerving roller coaster time of life. It'll often start very slowly. You very well may not even be aware you're going through this transition. Conjure this you're in your 40s. You wake up in a sweat at night. Your periods are erratic, sometimes very light, sometimes very heavy. You just feel irritable and tired and cranky and not like the regular old you. Chances are you are in perimenopause. You may experience an awful lot of changes. Weight gain, often shifting weight from the hips to the midsection, making your stomach bigger. Your skin may get drier. You may experience night sweats, urinary incontinence, sleep issues, hair loss, but also maybe unwanted hair growth too. And of course, hot flashes. And then there's the mental and emotional changes, mood swings, brain fog, irritability, maybe even anxiety or depression. This happens because of hormonal altercations. The estrogen that's circulating in your body goes up and down and down and up, and it's like just all over the place. And every single woman is different. There is no timeline. There's no set schedule. There's no set duration for perimenopause. The average length, as I said before, is about three to five years, but it can last just a few months, or it can go for as long as a decade, and in some cases, even longer. So what are you to do? 
you're not going to find a magic pill which will take all the symptoms away. But there are many actions and many lifestyle adaptations which will help you manage your experience. So let's look at just a few. We're going to start with hot flashes because that's what everybody goes to immediately. This is the sudden feeling of heat in your upper body. Your face may become very red. You may get red blotches on your skin. You may sweat heavily. You may experience chills following a hot flash. So what can you do? Some things you can do very proactively. First of all, track your hot flashes. Maybe there's a trigger such as spicy food or alcohol or caffeine or stress, or maybe just being in a, in a hot environment. I suggest you keep ice water very close by. And when you start to feel a hot flash coming on, drink it, drink it. Also dress in layers. So you can take off a layer of clothing when you start to get really, really hot. And a fan can be your very, very best friend. If you can have one on your desk, uh, maybe in your kitchen, wherever it is that you are going to be, a fan is fabulous. And then take slow, deep breaths when a hot flash starts. What this is gonna do, it's gonna tell your body to relax and to calm down. But there's also been recent research that has shown that women who are overweight or obese may experience more intense hot flashes. So losing weight may help. And then I always get asked about hormone replacement therapy or HRT. It might be warranted. This is a conversation that you need to have with your healthcare professional and make a decision based on your personal needs and, and symptoms. The next one that people don't really want to talk about is vaginal dryness. And this can make sex unpleasant. And you can try a specific um, vaginal moisturizers or lubricants, which may help to relieve or alleviate your um, discomfort. If this is a real problem for you, speak with your healthcare provider. They may have very specific suggestions that are just for you. And then there's sleep sleep, a really, really big one. Due to declining progesterone levels, it may be hard to fall asleep or hard to stay asleep. I'm going to just give you some ideas that of some of the things that you can try. Exercise, get regular physical activity. This is going to help with your sleep. It's also been shown that yoga or stretching can improve hot flashes and night sweats in some people. If you develop good sleep habits, I suggest that you try refraining from eating a large meal or drinking alcohol or smoking before you go to bed. And of course, be aware of your caffeine consumption. Try not to drink caffeine after maybe one or two o'clock in the afternoon. You can also try relaxing herbal tea or just plain old warm milk before going to bed. But if your sleep issues are really severe and they're interfering with your life, again, your healthcare professional is the go-to person. Then there's cognitive issues and mood changes, memory loss, brain fog, irritability, crying spells, feeling sad and blue. You know, the best 
thing you can do for yourself is to make sure you're getting regular physical activity. And then, of course, eating healthily, washing your alcohol and caffeine consumption, and if you smoke, stop. Also, having a good, active social life. And if possible, keep your stress level as low as possible. I know that that's not easy, but if you do some breathing exercises or some meditation or general general mindfulness, these all have been shown to improve cognitive and mood issues. And of course, again, if they are severe, see your healthcare professional. It is so important to educate yourself so you are the best equipped you can be to tackle this journey. There are many great resources. Check them all out. There are also wonderful YouTube videos on menopausal yoga, exercise, healthy eating. Just make sure you are informed. I'm going to give a quote from Caroline Carr, who is the author of Menopause, the guide for uh, the best woman. And it said, she says, the very best way you can help yourself is to develop and sustain a positive attitude. The way you think and feel about everything will make all the difference to your experience. You know, being a woman is wonderful and understanding that menopause is simply a normal, natural state of aging is really important. So as you enter, you go through, or leave your menopausal years, celebrate yourself. Keep the words of Maya Angelou in your heart. It's the fire in my eyes and the flash in my teeth and the swing in my waist and the joy in my feet. I am a woman phenomenally. Thank you so much for listening. And I do hope that you got a couple of good tips to help you through this period. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Thank you, Diane. This has been the Whole Minds Healthy Bodies Podcast, a 360 health initiative from Aetna exclusively for you, the MTA, where the goal is improving your total health and well-being. Don't forget that you can access resources exclusive to the MTA community at wholeandhealthy.website. Once there, just navigate to the resources drop-down and click on any of the topics, sleep, nutrition, the path to inner peace, and so on. There you can also have access to the events calendar for live, in-person training on these same topics with folks just like Diane, who you heard from today. Until next time, everyone, take care.